the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. It's the beginning of the year, and I believe we should focus on one of the three commandments that we received from Yeshua. You know what they are. Love God, love your neighbor, share God's good news. Let's pray, and then I'll tell you which one I picked. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we thank you for another day to serve you, another day in your kingdom, Lord, another day where we can focus on you and see uh, just the miraculous from you of what you do and how you save people and heal people and touch people. So, Father, I ask, O Lord, that this program would touch hearts, would lead to people receiving you. I pray that this would be a, a wonderful group of programs, in fact, that will bless you and honor you and give you all the glory. So thank you, Father, for this new year. Thank you, Lord, for all of our opportunities we get to serve you. And I thank you, Father, for who you are. And I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So as most of you know, if you need information, or want to help support our radio ministry, call Karen at 813-831-5673 or email uh, at, to um, myself, you can, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Don't forget to visit us on Shabbat, Friday night or Saturday morning, and look at our congregational website, for times and locations. We have four congregations, and one of them is in Spanish. So check it out at shereshdavid.org. Shoresh is spelled S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. Also, I have a special packet for you based on the next few teachings, and I guess you've maybe even guessed what those teachings are about. Yes, sharing our faith. All you have to do is email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, or call the office at 813-831-5673, and we'll send you a number of packets about sharing our faith. You know, sharing our faith is that third commandment of Yeshua. Most believers, I don't think, really take it seriously. Um, How many times this past week have you shared your faith? Yeah, I understand. Many things get in the way. I get it. Distractions, commitments, other, and other times I don't feel ready or I just don't want to get into it. 
Trust me, I understand. However, if we're going to serve the Lord, we must seek to obey his commandments. So, first, let me say that when I share my faith, I get nervous. I get even more nervous when I'm intentionally going somewhere in order to share my faith. Starting the conversation can be difficult. Watching the reactions of people can be difficult. It's just difficult. I'm an introvert. However, I believe going out is a requirement of obeying Yeshua. So you might think, uh, well, I'll wait for the right moment. But I believe Yeshua in Scripture tells us and shows us that he expects a lot more. So let's start with Luke 10, verse 1 and 2. Now, after these things, the Lord, who is Yeshua, assigned 70 others and sent them out by twos before him into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he was telling them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beg the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. So, Lord, we we pray right now. We beg you, Lord, to send out workers, Lord, into this harvest. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. So Yeshua sent them. There was no waiting around. He sent them to the towns that he was about to go to. So I believe we are to send people out like Yeshua did to where we're expecting Yeshua to show up. There are times we should be intentional and carve out some time for just sharing our faith. Now, because of COVID, it was hard to go out in the previous years. However, I believe it's time. We will always have an excuse. This is the time. Amen? I don't know. I didn't hear you. (laughs) Pre-COVID, I remember a couple of lengthy talks when I went out. There was one with a family who was a Jehovah's Witness, and the topic was whether or not Yeshua was deity and part of the triune nature of God. He believed in Yeshua, but not as deity. And by the time we were finished, he and his family had much to think about. Another person that comes into my mind that I talked about has, uh, was married to a Jewish gal, and one of his best friends was Jewish, and he himself was not a believer. We had an excellent talk, and I planted seeds for both him and his friends. Look, we've gone to malls, we've gone to various eating areas, places where there are many people congregating, and a bunch of us divide into groups of two and spent two hours intentionally sharing our faith. These next two weeks, we will talk about some of the basics of sharing our faith. And then I pray that you will join us, our congregation, at the two Gasparilla Parades, January 21st, January 28th. You know, they're expecting about 250,000 people. (laughs) So... When's the last time you have 250,000 people you can share your faith with? (laughs) We've done this for a number of years and even have a prayer tent en route. Will you RSVP and join us in sharing our faith? Please call our office to sign up and they will give you the details of what we need. We have different jobs you can do. 
Uh, we just need a lot of people because there are a lot of people to share our faith with, right? Okay. So call our office, 813-831-5673. Let's talk about sharing our faith. The following will be um, good things to learn about sharing your faith uh, with Jewish people, but they also apply to anyone who doesn't know the Lord. So first, let me say, as a generalization, Christians can share the Lord better with Jews than Messianic Jews can. Yeah? Surprised? (laughs) For the most part, that's true, because Jews see Messianic Jews as mishumid. That's the Hebrew word for traitor. Yep, they think of us as a traitor. So, um... Not only would I ask that you be sensitive to sharing with Jewish people, but obviously we want to share with anybody who the Lord brings in our way. So our curriculum over the next few weeks will be general sharing principles, how to start a conversation, how to keep it going, and answer questions accurately and sensitively. lot to do, right? Okay. So first, we need to create an attitude of trust by developing a relationship and by asking questions. Now, this is obviously hard if somebody's going to speak to you a total of 30 seconds. But uh, still, the, the concepts are the same. You ask questions to show you care. Rather than telling people something, you ask questions. So you ask questions first to find areas of commonality and agreement. Now, if you have a little time, you can ask them about work. Where do they live? What music do they enjoy? Ask about children if they're married, uh, education, place of worship, uh, just chit-chat type of things, uh, whatever works for you. And look, this is something you just have to keep trying at. And you will improve, but asking questions are the key to beginning a relationship. And, you know, that's actually true for all relationships. We won't go there, but it is true. Um, Ask questions where they can give you permission to have a conversation about God. How does that work? Well, let me give you an example. I'm trying to get people's opinion about God. Would you have a moment so that I can hear your opinion? That's simple. So if you're in a crowd and people stop and they're willing to talk to you, that's a reasonable question to ask. You're asking for their opinion, not giving them a sermon. You are seeing if they have a couple moments to talk, not keep them there if they're in a rush. You're honestly asking them for permission to have a discussion about God. And all of these things give them the feeling that they are in control and you are showing that you respect them, their time, and their opinions. So what God questions do you start with? Well, um, do you believe in God? That's a, that's a great question. Uh, because if you know the answer to that question, You'll know what the next questions are, probably, right? Or do you believe in the Bible? Do you believe in that the Bible is the Word of God? A great question. 
boy, if they say yes to that, you'll you'll be able to talk about a lot of things, right? Or do you worship God somewhere? That also is a good opening question and will just give you lots of things to go from after that. Now, if you know the person's Jewish, you might say, hey, do you celebrate the various holidays in the Bible like Passover and Yom Kippur? And, you know, if they're not Jewish, or even if they are Jewish, you could say, well, do you celebrate Christmas and Easter? And just, you can get their opinions on that. Look, you connect on relevant topics to God. So, as an example, you could say, do you think there is a lot of division in our country? Well, that doesn't have anything to do with God, but you say, why? Why do you believe there's a lot of division? And then you bring in God. Do people disagree about what's right and wrong? That's an interesting question. If we said certain things were right, certain things were wrong, would we agree or disagree? Do you believe that right and wrong are truths that should never change? Or do you believe that right and wrong can or should change with culture or with the times we live in? Ooh, I like that question. Yeah, that, that, that would spark a lot of discussion, don't you think? Where do you get the knowledge of right and wrong from? Hmm. If they're a believer and they say, well, common sense, you say, well, gee, Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your common sense, your own understanding. Okay. But it, it becomes fun. You see, these are questions to that, that should create uh, some fun responses. Uh, how about this one? Can you agree with me that there are only two places you can draw from concerning right and wrong? People or God? Think about that one. There are only two places that you can get the information about what's right and what's wrong. People who don't trust God are saying they trust people. Think about it. In a sense, would you agree that if you don't allow God to be the authority on what is right and wrong, because you're getting your authority from yourself or a person, you turn that person into a God? Okay. That's a little uh, argumentative, but uh, <laughs> still a fun thing to talk about. Okay, let's go a, a different direction. Ask their opinion using biblical questions if they believe in the Bible. So if they've said, we believe in the Bible, and uh, and then you get into a conversation, and for some reason they're talking about the the problem uh, or, or the homosexual issues and, and somebody tells you, you believe you, you're not uh, for homosexuals, so you are a hater. And so your answer comes from Scripture. Now, rather than going directly to the answer, look at go indirectly. 
say, you know, it's a funny thing you said that because in Proverbs 12, 22, it says lying lips are detestable or an abomination to Adonai. Do you think I hate all people who lie? (laughs) That's an interesting turnaround, right? So why would you think I hate homosexuals? In other words, sin does not cause me to hate. I don't care for the sin, but the people who sin, I don't hate. In fact, I don't even necessarily dislike them, right? If the Bible speaks against men sleeping with men, should we go with what the Bible says? If they say, well, the Bible is open to interpretation. Oh, I love that. Well, my next question would be, how do you interpret Leviticus 18.22, where it says, you are not to lie with a man as with a woman? That is an abomination. And how would you interpret that? Ah, now you don't want to go by the law, right? Because... It's, it's, we're under the law. You only want to follow what's in the new covenant, right? Oh, I see. So let's do Romans 1. Therefore, God gave them over in the evil desires of their hearts to impurity, to dishonor their bodies with one another. They traded the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creation rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to shameful passions. Even there, women exchanged natural relations for what is against nature. Likewise, the men abandoned natural relations with women and were burning with desire, for, uh, with passion toward one another. Men committing shameful acts with other men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. Okay, how would you interpret that one, which is in the New Covenant? So you you see, rather, we have to not be light, but we, we, we can't give sermons. We have to get the people that we're talking to to explain their viewpoints. So as an example, if somebody said to you, you believe a man is God. And so I I understand you don't believe that Yeshua is God. But how would you interpret Isaiah 9, 5, and 6? So you see, rather than getting into an argument, I take them to Scripture and I ask them, well, you don't seem to believe that Yeshua is. I'll, I'll take you to an old covenant, and which is has this wonderful, wonderful uh, prophecy. So let's look at it. For to us, a child is born, a son will be given to us, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, my Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, shalom, there will be no end. 
on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it through justice and righteousness from now until forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Okay, so he's going to be in charge forevermore. Okay, I would say that is a godly job, wouldn't you say? One to be done by God and God alone. But he's a child who's born, but he's called mighty God. I mean, there's so many aspects of this verse that show you and and if people read it for themselves, most people are biblically illiterate and will be curious to see what God says about some of these questions. Which leads us to a next type of question to ask, and we'll go into this in more depth another time. Are you familiar with the prophecies that come true in the Bible? Because we just read one. <laughs> but there are literally Hundreds. So, um, another question is, do you have questions about the Bible? How can I answer them for you? What are the questions? If you're speaking to a Jewish person, you can talk about Jewish tradition. I'm celebrating Passover, but I don't understand how to explain why we break the middle matzah, hide it away, redeem it for money, and now... Everyone has to share a piece before we go on with the uh, Passover Seder. That would be an interesting thing for Jewish people to answer. Or say, hey, you're Jewish. How is sin atoned for? How do you see it? And they'll probably say by doing good works. And then you say, well, should we develop our opinions from Judaism, from man, or from the Bible? Now, there's an interesting question. Let me repeat it. Should we develop our opinions from Judaism, from man, or from the Bible? Do you believe in heaven and hell? Again, where do you want to get your information from? Where's the truth coming from? You see how we're thinking? So if they say, well, Jewish people don't believe in heaven and hell, then you say, well, Daniel 12, 1 and 2 says this, At that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as never occurred since the beginning of the nation until then. But at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, and others to shame and everlasting contempt. So, again, you can think of various traditions. Well, I've got to stop here. We've run out of time, but we have a number of weeks to go on this topic. It's such a huge topic. So, join us next week, would you? And uh, let me mention also that I'd like to send you the 38 benefits we receive upon accepting Yeshua. I'd like to send you Share Messiah in Five Steps. I'd like to share, uh, send you Sharing Messiah Using the Ten Commandments. I'd like to send you Answering Objections Using the Hebrew Scriptures. If you feel this program is valuable, please consider 
uh, supporting us financially, go online at, and, uh, at heartofmessiah.org, or you can call Karen at 813-831-5673. And when you call her, ask for those different pamphlets that we are giving out. Please visit us at Shoresh David locations. Look at our Shoresh David website. And let's close in a word of prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, you are our Father and our King. And we want to declare and proclaim who you are to a lost and dying generation. So I pray for them and for our listening audience that the Lord, Yeshua, would be each one's first priority, and may they grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. We thank you and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.